Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Archangels, Ghosts, and Bigfoot. Oh, my. It's just another night for Supernatural Girls. Real stories, real answers to life's biggest supernatural mysteries. And now, for another exciting interview with paranormal experts from this world and others. Here's your host, paranormal researcher Patricia Baker, on the one, the only, Supernatural Girls. Welcome, everyone, to another exciting episode of Supernatural Girls Radio. I'm your host, Patricia Baker. I am here with my co-host, Patricia Kirkman, PK, and George Lugo. And we have, what? oh, my God, what a show we have planned for you guys tonight. It's awesome. But first, let's start with you, PK. We've got some numbers to talk about. What's going on? Ooh, we certainly do. Firstly, I want to add that thank you, God. Today is supposedly the last day of retrograde. Mercury thank can God. leap out. But I Yay. hate to say it's going to drag its feet, and it's going to, you know, we have that little shadow period afterwards. So don't jump right out there and get everything fixed yet that you need to take care of. Do pay attention to your information that you need to share or details that have to be taken care of. But Think in terms of this. This month is all about change. We've been talking about it. Accidents, yes, if you don't pay attention. But change also has opportunity to it. But change brings us information many times that uh, we weren't totally ready for. Oh, heck, we've been ready for this one for a long time. It's the Epstein situation. There's a lot of things going on. Uh, Prince Andrew evidently put his foot in the bucket. So he's in deep <laughs> doo-doo now. And uh, Epstein, as we had said a number of months back, or I shouldn't say months, weeks back, that this wasn't a suicide. It's still, it's everything I see is not a suicide. He was assisted in living to the other and side. And when we're taking a look at that aspect of things, they took a look at the first names of Epstein and Prince Andrew. Both of them, I took a look at their birthdays more than anything else. Uh, Epstein's birthday is January 20th. Prince Andrew's is February 19th. That re, they both relate to the numbers two and one. Issues huh. with females, issues with males, both being equally two, which puts them both in the same personal year. Isn't that strange? It's a sixth year for them where they wanted things to be perfect coming out of what had would have been considered more of a sensual sexual of their last year's stuff when all this stuff started to hit the fan. 
it's not done yet, and we're going to find out before it's over with that we've got more people that are going to be coming to trial because of what has been taking place or what took place, let's put it that way. It's not going to be pretty, but we get to have a front row seat, and let's sit wow. there and see what we do to make sure this type of thing never happens again. It's well, that's, that's the idea. I mean, this, is, this went on for so long. It was so disgusting mm-hmm. and... Just, uh, just a horrible, horrible thing. George, did you pick up on anything with this Epstein murder? Well, <clears throat> I used to live in L.A., <laughs> and a lot of the kind of stuff happened all the time over there. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of bad stuff. I mean, this guy, where he is right now, you know, nobody gets away with anything. And get the kind of do, but 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 he won't. You know, there's just a lot that he's going to have to pay for. You know, so yeah. Well, that's for sure. Who do you think? Do you get pick up on anything of who was behind the murder? No, no, no. no that could be a get anything. You better be let a us big know. Lineup that would like to be there to have taken care of that murder. Because yeah. You know, uh, these are not somebody nice people. That, None of them. No. And old I mean, stories, they're obviously people, trained professionals. In their yeah. case, it's They've used it to the nth degree, which is sad. Mm-hmm. Because yep. the, the young ladies that are left afterwards, what they've been through, uh, you have a hard time recouping from things like that. But I think with the money they'll receive eventually, they can get some good help with their healing and the process of going forward. Maybe this will teach a lot of people out there, the young girls that think it's okay to run away, play, and have fun. There is no free lunch, ladies. Never. Before it's yeah. somewhere between here and there. Well, you I know that old Los saying. Angeles. Go ahead. There's always Go ahead. free cheese in the mousetrap. That's right. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was going to say that in, in, in Los Angeles at the Greyhound bus station, there'd be Every day, it'd be all these young, yeah. innocent girls getting off, trying to come to Hollywood, you know, making names for themselves. Mm-hmm. And boy, they, they it's like get, getting thrown in a cheese grater for most of those girls. And they had a lot of what they call chicken hawks looking for yeah. those girls, you know. In and New it, York, it was, it's the same way. The, the way, yeah. Because they they want they want to be famous, not infamous. Yep. They think they're going to be famous, and the end result is they go the other direction, which is sad. Yep. And it's it's very sad, but it's interesting. So, PK, you're saying that, thank God, Mercury retrograde is coming to an end, but we have a shadow period, so we all just have to kind of walk gently through it. But also that we will be able to finally uh, get the truth of all of this and who was involved for sure and and all of what was going on, and hopefully we'll see some people in handcuffs at the end of the day who perpetrated these types of crimes. So it would be nice to clean that up. So, yeah, maybe they'll ground the Lolita Express once and yeah. for all. Yeah, <laughs> really. Crazy Intro. stuff, crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, I also wanted to share with everybody that we had a wonderful Saturday with Shaman Itzak Beery. It was phenomenal, and oh, my God, we were able to have just the, um, the most magical workshop I've ever attended and it was at Azure Green's Blossom Center Pyramid, which is aligned it's the same way the pyramid is aligned in Egypt. So the energy in that room was amazing. And the group that came together 
from Hartford and Goshen and Middlefield and Pittsfield. It was just so powerful. So a big shout-out to Itzhak Berry for leading us through and into the shaman's world. Quite phenomenal. If you haven't read Itzhak's books, I highly recommend them. He's been on the show several times. And just a delightful man and a powerful shaman. So, again, thanks. Thank you so much, Itzhak, for giving us a great view into the shaman's world. And let's see, we also have candles on sale at supernaturalgirls.com for your holidays. And we also have some great paranormal news, as usual. And that can be found on our Facebook page. And one of the things that we were all discussing before the show is the Spotsville Monster. Now, I don't know if anybody in the audience has seen this yet, but we recommend it. It's a very short documentary, about 35 minutes long. It's on Amazon Prime. And it is about a family and other people, neighbors also, in Kentucky that were completely harassed by a group of Bigfoot. And there were some really interesting anomalies about this case. And, again, I I just can't tell you enough. It's so important that you watch this. But one of them was that they were finding their farm animals and some neighbor's dogs with the soft tissue removed and the entrails removed. Now, this is typical, as you all know, of UFOs coming over ranch property and picking up the animals and then dumping them back with, um, without these soft tissues, when, and it's all surgically removed. Well, with this Spotsville Monster documentary, the same thing was happening, but there were no UFOs. It was just Bigfoot. That really made me think. So go watch that documentary. It's it's really well done. You get to hear directly from the people that witnessed it, and it's pretty pretty frightening. Now, one of the ranchers, or excuse me, one of the farmers, because this is in Kentucky, uh, happened to see a Bigfoot standing inside a building on this farm, and he approached it. He had his gun aimed at this thing, and the Bigfoot was just standing there, and he aimed his gun, and the Bigfoot disappeared right in front of him. So we're back to that quality of it being interdimensional. But what I can't Mm -hmm. figure out, and I don't know what you guys think about this, PK and George, but I cannot figure out this thing about the soft tissue removal. So if you guys have any thoughts, do let me know. But that's the first time I've ever heard of this in relationship to just Bigfoot and having nothing to do with UFOs. So what do you guys think? I think I it's interdimensional. <laughs> it doesn't make It's a head scratcher, isn't it? It's like, yeah. what? You know what I thought was interesting? If one guy saw them, uh, the Bigfoot standing outside, and he walked over there, it, you know, of course it went away. But when he went there, there were no footprints. There was nothing there. And this thing is eight, nine feet tall and huge, exactly, massive yeah. muscle. Right. There was another anomaly, no, yes. Yeah, that's another thing that there's no prints. Um, very rare, unless he steps in something that's soft, like mud or something. But then, you know. But yeah, and then the tooth they found, they found that tooth, and they wouldn't let the guy. 
they wouldn't let the scientists take it and do a genetic deal on it. They just kind of had to look at it through pictures. And uh, yeah, the guys that did bad. check it out. Yeah. yeah, I know. That would really sum it up. They thought it was a pig um, incisor. But, a uh, hog, yeah. They're not One sure. Of those big they're not hogs. sure. Hog. Yeah, the big feral hogs, yeah. And they're not sure. But it was very interesting how everybody saw these, this thing and how it scared them half to death. And <laughs> I, I know, the rattling their doors. And remember yeah, last week, walking around the house. Yeah, we were talking about the same thing happening. It happened in Ohio last week. We were talking about that. And the week before that, New Hampshire, same thing with Bigfoot breaking into cars uh, again. Uh, you know, coming up to doors and trying to get inside. That seems to be happening more and more. But the spot's still a monster, everybody. Take a look at that on Amazon Prime. Very interesting documentary. And let's see, what else? Well, of course, if you want a numerology reading, you've got to go and make an appointment with Patricia Kirkman at patriciakirkman.com. And if you want a psychic mediumship reading with the best in the world, that's George Lugo. And you can get to George at crystalgatereadings.com. That's crystalgatereadings.com. So tonight, we are so blessed because we're talking about angels again. We have. With us tonight, Corinne Grillo. Now, she had an incredible miracle where the angels saved her life. And we're going to hear all about it. And now she's actually teaching people how to get in touch with angels, how to call on them for specific help, exactly how to contact them. And she wants everybody to know miracles are real. So let's get her on the show. Corinne, welcome to Supernatural Girls. Oh, I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me on. It's our pleasure. You've got a lot to share with people, but let's start with what happened to you. You were a psychotherapist, and yet you were struggling with depression. So let's start there. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think nine out of 10 therapists struggle with depression, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, nothing new there. But yeah, it, you know, it was a rough ride early on in my childhood. And I, um, I did a fairly good job after my 20s to, to be able to play the adult role, like the responsible adult role. Uh, but I always had this kind of secret life of of inner torture, of literally wanting to die. Uh, But I I still kept going. I had this beautiful daughter and, you know, a husband. And, you know, I did the formula, got a great education, had a great career, had a house and a a kid and a husband. And it just, (laughs) that formula really didn't work for me. Um, it, it just when did your depression my- start? Was was it lifelong, or did it hit when you were an adult? Uh, well, I think I don't. I didn't frame it as depression when I was when I was young, but there's a lot of violence growing up, and and uh, then you know my my parent who was my safety, uh, who was really my rock. She she died when I was a teenager, so oh. that left me in a really peculiar position. And uh, I lost contact with my dad um, when I was about 14. And so there was, there was a lot of struggle uh, through, through those years. And I, I still, you know, it's crazy. Here's, here's what's weird. I still managed to get into UCLA, you know. So I was, again, it's like this dual life where I was doing okay 
from what people could see from the outside, but the inside, I was really struggling. And I, I think I just never wanted to be a burden on anybody. Um, mm-hmm. But after, after my mom died, I really, uh, it was my mom died when I was, it was my first quarter of going to college. And I, I, you know, when you don't have anybody watching over you and you have this deep grief, I think that was the moment where I was finally done with the world. I just was, I had experienced already so much. It was like, you know, I, I would like for this day to end uh, permanently. And really back then that was my only prayer was for that day to be my last, but I um, didn't have the strength or the courage that it takes to, to actually end, end my life. So I instead chose to do a lot of high risk behaviors and got into drugs and all of this craziness um, but eventually kind of pulled myself back together. So, yeah, I think when I was in my teens is when I really felt the depression. Maybe I didn't know what it was called, but that's when I was really wishing to die. Mm. Oh, my and goodness. And then how did the angels traumatic. play into it? What, what was that? Say that again, George. I missed what you just how said. Did the, how did the angels play into this? Yeah, well, it, it, did... took, it took, when I look back, Mm-hmm. Or how did I turn around, turn it all around? Yeah, how did you turn around? Like, when did you really notice that they were there to help you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think when they came when they came into my life, it was very obvious. It wasn't this subtle thing. And uh, I was working in Los Angeles as a county mental health professional, helping to rescue gang gang members off the streets. And I'd go into the neighborhoods and. Uh, you know, talk to the families and help, you know, help keep them out of jail, essentially, and try mm-hmm. to keep them in school. Um, but it was uh, really intense. It was an intense job. And then I had a child at home and my house was going into foreclosure and our marriage Uh-oh. was on the brink of d- divorce. Yeah, there's all this stuff going on. So it's another really bad period. And uh, a friend of mine bought a angel healing for me for my birthday. And I didn't really know what that was back then. And I had a uh, a concept of angels, you know, I grew up Catholic as a youngster and I knew what angels were, but I I didn't necessarily have the belief that they're actually there to help me. And so she, uh, she bought me this healing and I went in just thinking I was going to a psychic, you know, like, okay, great psychic. Um, But what (laughs) ended up happening, right? Like I had how fun, like to me, that's just fun. I didn't expect what happened to happen. So I go in and she does this, uh, she starts saying all the stuff about my life that she shouldn't know. And she started doing this energy work on me, this energy healing. And, and right away I could feel uh, some, something moving inside my body, like electrical currents. I didn't really know how to frame it back then, but it was just energy moving in my body. And by the end of that session, I felt so much lighter and brighter so I told her, wow, okay, that was really intensely awesome. And, uh, you know, essentially, what do I do now? And she said, well, just talk to your angel. But I was like, okay. And she said, you know, just talk to them like they're real, just like they're people. And, I, and so that's exactly what I did. And over the next few days of doing that, I, it was almost like right away the angel synchronicities bumped up and 
you know, every time I'm thinking about an angel driving down the road, I look over and there's like, a, you know, an angel, there's a laundry truck with angel wings on it called Angel's Laundry Service or, you know, or <laughs> a billboard. Yeah, no, for real. And, and a, yeah, a, a, or a license plate in front of me. I remember this one had the word angel on it right when I was thinking angels and the license plate is like angel for you. And, uh, a few other things like the radio turning on and it's about something about an angel and it, it got so intense. I was like, okay, this might actually be true. Um, I might be, there might be angels with me. I don't know. Uh, but it wasn't until day three that I really, about three days of doing this, that, uh, that really was the turning point for me. And I was going to a client's house in one of the ghettos of Los Angeles in broad daylight and as I'm driving down the street, a bird drops directly from the sky in front of my car, and it was so abrupt, I had to uh, put the brakes on. So I drove around the bird, and I saw that it was a bird with, uh, with a really good wing that was kind of pushing itself around, but the other wing looked mangled. And mm. I felt all of this love and compassion pouring out of me because I've been, you know, talking to angels. My heart was working finally for the first time in years. Um but uh, I didn't know what to do because I didn't want to get out of the car, obviously. It's a dangerous neighborhood. And uh, so what I did was I talked to – I asked the angels for help. So I prayed for it. I kept driving around. I asked the angels to take the bird out of its suffering. And as I looked through the rearview mirror, the bird started shimmering, sh- like shimmying on the ground a little bit, little mini bounces. And so I stopped because it looked really peculiar. But as I kept on watching – a, a tiny bird jumped up from the body of that bird and flew away. And then a, another tiny bird uh, from that bird jumped up and flew away. And then a third bird that was a little bit smaller and darker than the other ones jumped up and flew away from the body of that larger bird. The, the, the original bird was about pigeon size. So when I look on the ground, I see no body. There's no bird left on the ground. And, and so, of course, I stopped the car. And th- at that point, I decided, I don't care if I'm in a dangerous neighborhood. I'm going to get out of the car and check and see what just happened. And there was nothing behind the car. And the I'll tell you, the static electricity uh, was intense. And my heart had this, like, love explosion. And uh, I could just feel a presence with me. I didn't know how to ex- uh, define it at the time. But I will tell you that that moment changed the trajectory of my life. Gosh. Wow. Amazing. That's amazing. So three birds what, flew away. What age away. were you at that time, may I ask? Were you about 36? What was that? What age were you yeah. at that time? About 36? I was about 36. I was. I was about 36, 37, somewhere around there. But I was picking up because that's when a major change was about to take place. You were ready for it. You were ready for it before you even had the reading. You just didn't know it yet. Well, it sure, let me tell you, it, it, that I, I could not have predicted because probably the, the week or two prior, I was driving and going, it, and I'll tell you the truth, I was drinking about a fifth of tequila every two days. I was on, on antidepressants. I was on other Adderall, which would lift me up. I mean, there was no indication that anything was going to change anytime soon. And so it was extremely abrupt. It's like it, my car didn't just hit the brakes. My whole life hit the brakes that day. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so 36. Wow, that's intense. That's amazing you picked that up. Oh, that's wonderful you, because you have so much to offer other people. You had to make that change. 
Well, I, I felt like after that, I mean, I, and I think it came so strong, came on so strong because I was really that dense and that dumb. I, I think I needed an actual miracle in order for it to get my attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, physical miracle. Yes, mm-hmm. that is just incredible. Oh, I know, goodness. and you know what's you know what's well, you know what's interesting is. I was embarrassed to talk about it because I'm a psychotherapist. So I didn't want anybody. I knew that people would think I was crazy. So it literally took me two years to actually say it publicly. And also, but the things that were happening in my life from that moment on were so radical and incredible. Like I woke up with hope every morning and I started learning. I was um, that the voice, like my inner voice, the one that has good things to say to me, I started being, being able to hear that in, that voice of intuition. And, you know, at a certain point, I just had to start saying it out loud. And I stopped caring about what people were going to think step by step. And as you mentioned in the book, <clears throat> big change between being a psychotherapist and talking about angels. It's, yeah, it's a very, uh, very interesting and awkward transition. Um, but, but, yeah, yeah, my peers were like, now, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. I just got to do it. I'm telling you it works. It just works, people. You know, because, you know, what's funny is as a therapist, you really want to help people. And I was, I tried to do it, continue to do it the traditional way. But then when you're sitting with someone who's suicidal or hasn't stopped crying for six months, and you can feel the presence start coming into the room, and you feel the angels. Like at some point, you, it's it's it, the ethic, the most ethical thing to do is to start speaking it and naming it, and just asking if they want that kind of information, or maybe want to try something different. So that's when I started doing energy work, which I didn't really do energy work before that, but I was kind of guided by spirit on how to do it and. And, you know, I've learned some things after, after the miracle, I did study a little bit about kind of, okay, now what the heck just happened back then? And I started learning about energy, but yeah, it it was really about my clients and what's going to help my clients the fastest. So when I started bringing in spirit and doing more spiritual kind of healing, rather than intellectual, psychological, simply psychologically based uh, healing Mm -hmm. is when people started having radical healing. I mean, they started, you know, even people who were non-believers. So, so those people, they don't care how you go about it. Just help them. Well, that's yeah, exactly. a small, a small you know, portion of my practice. Was... Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, a small portion of my practice, um, I get a lot of psychiatrists that come to me. And, you know, and they always tell me, they say, George, don't tell anybody I came here. I can get this <laughs> bar or, or, you know, you exactly. know, but I've just run out of, things to say, you know, textbook, I've run out. And, and, and they'll send me their clients, they'll, they come, and, you know, it's interesting. I think that's very interesting. Yeah, oh, so. the medical profession, I feel like, is eventually going to catch up. Because back yep. when I kind of convert, converted over, and it's not like I gave up psychotherapy 100%, because I feel like having a foundation in mental health is, is sure, very absolutely. But I would only let people tell me their story for 30 minutes, and the last half hour, we're going to bring in some light and do some clearing. And, uh, and yeah, but I think the medical profession, you know, one of my passions is really speaking openly about this to other therapists and psych- psychologists, because I know it, what it feels like when you feel stuck like that. You want to help people, 
But, um, but yeah, my colleagues, they were just like, now what are you doing? And I was just, you know, just be like, yeah, I know it's so weird, but I'm going to tell you right now, after 10 years of doing this, they're the ones coming to me like you, George, they're the ones coming to me saying, now, now what did you do? What are you doing? Like they're waking up. People are waking up. Yep. It's about time. It's it's so needed. I was watching a, a movie last night called Heal which is about energy healing versus traditional healing. It was fascinating. And it does show that finally, you know, physics and science is catching up with yes. the spiritual aspect of who we are. And this is this work you're doing is so important because people need real healing. And they're not going to get it with talk therapy, let's face it. That's nope. outmoded. Yeah, sure. And it, just doesn't work. And like you said, it's great to have the foundation so you know how how to identify um, certain mm-hmm. mental syndromes that may need further treatment with other medications or whatever. But at the same time, mm-hmm. that spiritual aspect is so powerful. And I've got to ask you a question because I keep seeing this. You know, when people go through trauma in childhood like you did, I did, I don't know if you did, George, or UPK, but... It disorganizes the energy. And mm-hmm. when you started talking about the angels coming into your life, what I saw was like a bunch of angels coming in there and doing housekeeping. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like they were just mm-hmm. arranging and organizing your energy. And I don't know if you felt like that, but certainly your book has organized all this material so perfectly. I wonder if you felt <laughs> yeah. the same thing. Oh, yeah. I, you know, it was that and a lot of other stuff. But yeah, it was like I could see more clearly. Maybe it was like my next steps became a little more clear. And, and I, I technically, I, I don't, I do not know how the person that I was before was capable of producing a book or anything that I've done internationally, all the programs and classes that I've taught, like how the heck did that it happen? Did that happen? And I know how it happened with the support of, of really, I feel like the angels, it's not the angels per se, but they do help you resurrect your original edifice, like who you are at an essence level and bring out your, they make a, they pave a way for you to bring out your potential and declutter the crap that we've absorbed. Mm-hmm. They sure do. Yeah. And we do tend to carry book, much with us that if, we just paid attention to the angels around us, we could lighten our load tremendously. Uh, yeah. Yes. Some of the light workers that come to me, uh, some of the light workers that come to me, you know, I tell them after you get done with your session with somebody, see it being locked in. Because lots of times like, you go to a massage therapist, you know, they work on you, you feel better at the moment, but a week later you're like back to zero again and they got to come back. So I always tell them, any kind of work that you do, whether it's that or psychological or whatever, lock it in So and tell them that it's locked in. That way they can go a lot further with mm-hmm. the treatment. And you would think yeah. that since they're healthier, they're not going to come back. It's actually the opposite. They ended up telling a whole bunch of other people, and they all started showing up. So it, <laughs> so it works that way. It's really important to get your angels to, like, lock it in, you know, the, the, I, you the treatment. Know I love that perspective, George, because I, I 100% agree. Uh, when, mm-hmm. when the angels started started working through me, I mean, people were healing at radical rates. I worked myself out of clientele 
quickly. Like we're a therapist, a therapist, you got a client for 10 years, you know, right. <laughs> they're coming back because they're right. getting much better. But right. for, for me, I noticed people were actually, but people would want to come back because they had so much fun, but it's like, well, what are we going to do today? You, I mean, you're feeling yeah. great. You're all connected. You got, you got your spirit flowing. What are you going to do? And so that's why I started developing online courses and, and teaching people intuition and energy medicine, how to work with angels in that way, because we ran out of stuff to do. It's like, okay, let's just teach you how to do it then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Corinne, let me ask you a question about because I know you talk about the hierarchy of angels in your book and and who uh, a number of them are and and how to do invocations to get their help. But here's a question that I it keeps coming up as we talk to people who work with angels, and I'm not sure I totally have the an answer. So I want to know what you think. Um, mm-hmm. Where do the angels sit in relationship to human beings? Because when you talk about it in your book, it's almost like they are not above us. They have to help us. So where are they in relationship to you and me and George and PK? You understand oh, what I'm saying? Okay. I love that question. I haven't been uh, asked that, but let me just kind of feel into this one and so I can see what Spirit wants to say right now about it. And it's interesting because I'm already there. I'm getting a feeling of instead of a hierarchy, it's more of a flat uh, organization. And it's almost like instead of us, I think humans, we have a, a way to think about things as steps higher and higher and higher. But really our consciousness and the way spirit unfolds is like a, um, a, a flower blossoming. And so we're all part, we all have our connected to the same core, you know, like rose, like rose petals, we have the, they're all connected at the very core, and so there's no hierarchy. We just unfold and we're working together as a teammate, almost. But kind mm-hmm. of, did you see what I'm saying there with that visual? Yeah, so it's like a team effort. But but you did say in the book yeah. that we do have to call on them. We do have to make that effort to say, "Hey, I want your help. I want you to be on my team." Right. right. And it's it's like having we need a phone line, and that phone line is your intention. But what they're showing me with the flower here is that the stem and the root and all of that, the seed is is God would be Creator, Source, whatever you want to call it, and then angels and all of these essential beings and allies are part of the petal work. And so, how do we connect with those beings that are our allies, support system? Because there's, of course, other beings that are not necessarily going to be our greatest allies. So we do that with our intention because we're all connected, and that's why we can collaborate, because we're, beings of love are part of the same source. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a great answer. Well, thank you. And we've got a caller with a question here. I'm going to bring the caller oh, wow. on the air. This is uh, area code 929. Hi, hello. I'm hitting the button, and hi, 929. What's your name? Where are you from? Hi, uh, hi my name is Terry, and I'm calling from New York. Hi, Terry. Do you have a question for Corinne? Yeah, I'm just checking to see if there are any, any messages in front of the angels. Can you say that again? Yeah, my phone picked yeah, up something like, yeah. and started talking to me yeah. while you were talking. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Just checking to see if there are any messages from the angels. Um, and your name again? 
Terry. Terry. Hi, Terry. Hey, how are you today? Good. And so it's interesting. The first thing I'm feeling when I say your name is more like a Archangel, uh, like a Archangel Jophiel, but she's coming in right at uh, your sacral chakra. Are you familiar with your, your chakras there? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So then to me, when I put these two images together, she's helping you lift or she wants you to help lift and really heal and clear and essentially beautify your feelings or thoughts about any relationships that you have going on right now or that maybe you may be clinging to in the past. So she wants to help you really just come in and see your life through an even more beautiful lens and a really great way that you could work with her is just sitting. You can sit, sit with roses, sit with something that really inspires beauty in you, and you can ask Archangel Jophiel to come and to help bring that beauty into any area of your life and any relationship that may be touchy, tricky, or, or toxic right now. Okay. That sounds good. That, that makes sense, too. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you, Terry, for your call. Thank so you you've so much. Got some okay. connecting to do with Chofiel. Good luck. Keep us posted on how All that right. goes. Okay. Oh, my gosh, I, I just love Jophiel. I mean, the way she's coming in right now is just very uplifting. And, and I, I feel like with, with these callers or anybody who asks, it's not just a message for the one person. It's really a message for all of us who um, feel resonance with that message. So just saying well, if so anybody's right. listening. I mean, I, I'm sitting here with my phone completely off, okay? And it's on a separate chair far from me. And all of a sudden, it started talking to me while Terry was talking. And <laughs> the message I take from that is that the angels are always listening. So we really don't have any privacy with the angels, do we? Yeah, I, we really don't. Uh, luckily, we don't need that much privacy. <laughs> but, but, you know, really about that, you know, humans carry so much shame about the things that we're doing or we get so secretive and hiding, hiding our, our darkness. And we all struggle. It doesn't matter how conscious we are or spiritual we are we all every human has human um human issues and what i've learned through working with the angels is how loving they are even in my worst moments and really i encountered them in one of my worst moments and uh and so yeah no there's definitely no privacy but it's okay because it's safe company that's good that's Mm -hmm. really great well we're going to take a very short break and come back and talk specifically about the angels you've written about in your book and how we can speak with them and get their help. And you said they can help us on anything. So we want to know more about that. So stay tuned, everybody. You are listening to Supernatural Girls Radio, and we will be right back. Pure essential oils, specialized minerals, and a revolutionary anti-aging technology, Astridian combines the best of all scientifically proven ingredients in easy-to-use creams, lotions, and concentrated serums. Astridian's advanced line of products take your skin to a new level of being healthy and beautiful. We offer a variety of collections that address all your skin concerns. The Essential Anti-Aging Series treats and moisturizes your skin for a long-lasting, younger look. The Multivitamin Series promotes healthy skin with high-quality vitamins and minerals. 
The Sports Series restores skin from cellular damage and stress. Astridian also offers a revitalizing solution for hair and a professional series for doctors and medical spas. Visit astridian.love today and begin your new journey to healthy, beautiful, youthful skin. Astridian, beyond your expectations. Are you ready for a new experience of freedom and powerful connection? Would you like a positive, effortless change in your life? Then come to CosmicFusion.com, where we offer the most advanced energy clearing and expansion techniques in the world with a quantum vortex energy to activate your divine blueprint and life's purpose. When your soul leads the way with cosmic fusion and quantum vortex energy, you can break clear of past difficulties and blocks with the power of the source. With Cosmic Fusion, the source energy does the work for you. It's easy and effortless. Listen to our free meditation right from our Cosmic Fusion website, the Cosmic Code Meditation. Sign up for one of our interactive webinars today. Come to Cosmic Fusion, www.kosmicfusion.com to experience an effortless awakening and transformation. Are you ready for an upgrade? Are you ready for a new experience of living in the fifth dimensional magic and powerful connection? Then visit CosmicFusion.com today. CosmicFusion.com There are a lot of psychics out there. How do you decide which one is right for you? You look for someone who empowers you, who's practical and spiritually connected, who says, here are your opportunities, Here are your challenges, and here's a way to deal with them. And then gives you your own toolbox to make your life everything you want it to be. Hi, I'm Corby Mitleide, and that's how I work with you. As a certified professional tarot reader, I've helped thousands of people for over 40 years through my toolbox. Cards, past life retrieval, numerology, spirit guide conferences, and mediumship. Whether it's career, relationships, finances, or your spiritual road, Together, we can replace your confusion with clarity. And you'll probably find a little laughter along the way. Visit me at CorbyMitlide.com to find out how to cross your bridge from fear to fearlessness and fly. And tell me you found me at Supernatural Girls for a special gift with your reading. Corby Mitlide, the practical psychic for catching your tomorrows today. Find me at CorbyMitlide.com. That's CorbyMitlide.com. Your property tax bill. Have you seen it lately? It's frightening. Your property taxes are going up while your home value is going down. It's time to fight back and win. For the real truth about the property tax system, get Attorney Pat Quintilian's book, Are You Getting Screwed on Your Property Taxes? How to Find Out and How to Fix It. Attorney Quintilian answers all your questions and gives you the facts you need to fight a property tax bill that is spiraling out of control. You'll also read about what happens to property owners who don't check their property records, only to find out too late they're taxed on square footage, fixtures, and even buildings that they don't own. Is this happening to you? Learn your rights. Buy Attorney Pat Quintilian's book today. Are you getting screwed on your property taxes? How to find out and how to fix it. Available on Amazon.com. 
Are you frustrated with endless mantras, affirmations, and processes that promise to align your life with your dreams only to find yourself years later in the same space where you began? Do you feel like you must be doing something wrong because nothing seems to be working? Don't you just wish that someone could shift your consciousness for you and your life could align with your desires without all the effort? Well, your wish is about to come true. Hi, I'm Carrie Cannon, and I have a gift that allows me to align the consciousness of others to be in harmony with their dreams. The best part is, it requires no particular effort on your part. Upon listening to a consciousness alignment, people have reported instant energy shifts, financial windfalls, soulmate connections, healed relationships, physical healings, and more. To gain access to a free trial offer for my entire Manifesting Miracles library of consciousness alignments, go to commandmiracles.com now for details. Again, that's commandmiracles.com for information about our free trial offer. That's commandmiracles.com. Welcome back, everyone, to Supernatural Girls Radio. I'm your host, Patricia Baker. I am here with my co-host, Patricia Kirkman, PK, and George Lugo, and our great guest tonight, Corin, Corinne, excuse me, Grillo, who has a fabulous book that we've been talking about, The Angel Experiment, a 21-day magical adventure to heal your life. And before we get started on the angels, I just wanted to... Let you guys know, there's something else I forgot to mention on our Facebook page. I was called on the phone by Paranormalist Radio to interpret a dream for a very talented young actress by the name of Isabella Merced. She is the star of a new movie. I believe it's called The Lost City of Gold, uh, Dora the Explorer. She had an amazing dream to share, so I interpreted that for her. As it turns out, she comes from a long line of very strong Peruvian women who work with Brujeria. So, anyways, fascinating conversation with Isabella, tremendously talented young woman and wise beyond her years. That's on the Facebook page also if you'd like to hear that dream and the interpretation. So now let's get back to Corinne and all of these angels who really do want to work with us, Corinne, right? They can't wait to help us. (laughs) They really can't. I mean, they're just right there hanging out with you, just waiting for a nudge. Now, do they, so they really need our our request? I mean, because some people, I think, end up in terrible accidents or whatever, and suddenly they just appear. Yeah. yeah. So that's the yeah, that way I, that it happens also. Oh, yeah. I think there, people are definitely saved uh, from horrible things happening if it's uh, from what they say, if it's not their time or they're being shielded and protected. So we all have guardian angels that are there protecting and shielding us all the time. Um, and, and uh, but, you know, taking it to the next level, which is for you to be in conscious communication is, is just a whole other ball of wax, a whole other ball game. But generally, they cannot influence free will. They can just they can make suggestions unless something's out of alignment. So when you say unless something's out of alignment, what do you mean by that? I mean like it's divine timing. Like, oh, it's not this person's time to die. 
then uh-huh. uh, that that's what we've seen is just people getting saved at, you know, something cataclysmic is about to happen. And that's when, you know, the angel will really manifest out of nowhere and be like, okay, that's the time. Go, you know. Um, but for the most part of what we see, I would say, I don't know the percentage, but for the most part, we do have to engage um, to really get the full benefit. Although I feel like angels are in our midst all the time helping us. It's just a matter of a perspective shift in order to really see the way that we're being supported by spirit on the daily. And that's even without talking to them and officially being aware of them. I noticed that. I noticed that. uh, I've literally heard, you know, uh, I was in a quiet room and I was just thinking, man, I've got to make some changes. I've got to do something different here. And I literally heard like fingers rapping on the desk, kind of going like, <laughs> like all you got to do is ask, you know, just ask. And I just try to get my attention to them. And uh, and then when I get that, then I go, oh, okay. So then I start concentrating a little bit, and then things do shift, and they do change. But they're waiting for you to call on them occasionally. And they'll yeah, do the I, I oh, I love that. That is so cute. That's so cute, George. The little the little fingers on the on the desk. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're there, and they are throwing us bones all the time. But because we're a little dense, like like I was dense back in the day, I wasn't paying attention. Right. Yeah, we get tangled up in our thoughts and feelings, and and sometimes they do things like that to kind of make you snap out of it. Um, <laughs> exactly. And <laughs> you're saying in 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 your book that there is a way to do this. There is a powerful way to communicate with them. What is it? Yes. Okay. So I just want to make it clear. It's not the only way to communicate with them. It's just one of the most powerful ways that I've seen to, to really anchor that connection as quickly as possible. So we can, we can do it lighthearted and just kind of drive and talk to them, or we can take it up a notch, which is do it ceremonially and create kind of a ritual around it. So in the book, I talk about uh, doing things like invocations, and, and it's a 21-day invocation, and we guide you through 21 meditations and energy shifts, energy practices and activations that, that really help not just call in the, the, the archangels, but also help you your energy field be, be able to open up to the gifts that they're trying to give us. And so let's start with how you've laid the book out, because it is very organized, which I appreciate uh, very much, and I know our audience will too once they get the book and start working with it. So walk us through this. So how, how do you instruct people to follow this, and what is the 21-day adventure? What are you asking people to do? Uh, yes, in the beginning, I just kind of opened you up to the field of believing angels are real because I didn't really know how real and practical they were, that they could just actually help with all the things, like everything, your relationship with your kids, your relationship with yourself, your relationship with God, your, your relationship with your partners and your boss and all that stuff. So I didn't know, um, plus all the cash and, and life purpose stuff and, you know, you, you name it. So I didn't know. So I, I walk people through how to talk to angels, a powerful way how to talk to angels, and, and also teach them and talk to them about how angels talk back to us because it's not always ultra obvious. Um, and then the, 20, the actual 21-day adventure 
is a really beautiful step-by-step process of unfolding. Um, and each day was channeled. I would sit every day and say, okay, angels, what's day one? And then a certain archangel would come forward and they would give their message. Uh, we would co-create the, the, uh, the meditation and the invocation. And that's really what we did. And so each day really builds on the next. And uh, strangely, all it takes is 10 to 15 minutes a day to create this kind of um, opening and to open up that portal and that communication line uh, because people's consciousness start shifting right away and, and the angels start decluttering people's minds and hearts right away. Um, and I was shocked when I first released this. It, it was based on a program that I did. I kicked off about five years ago, five or six years ago. Uh, you know, to me, it was an experiment. I was like, what happens if we, if we, you know, the angels were encouraging me to stop everything I was doing and we're going to create this angel ritual, this 21 day angel ritual. It was the first time I'd ever done that. And so I sat with them and did it and released it to an international audience and essentially crossed my fingers. Okay, angels do your thing. And I was stunned at the feedback we were getting uh, in our Facebook group because we all started it together and incredible incredible things started happening like people dropping their addictions and people having physical healing or relationships being repaired or I just talked to my brother for the first time in two years actually that one just happened with someone who's reading the angel experiment now she messaged me and said I can't believe it my brother called me he's refused to talk to me for two years um so uh so yeah so it's just a step-by-step beautiful process that was channeled through the angels now can you do an invocation for our audience of bringing the angels into our lives so that we are working with them and more conscious of them? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Actually, I have the book right here. What I'm going to do is just open up the book and see where the angels want us to go today for this particular community. Oh, my gosh. This is so great. Okay. So we ended up on day 19, which is divine love. And it's divine love with the seraphim, which is a uh, it, it, uh, to me, this speaks to the fact that the community that you are talking to and that you're reaching out to is full of extremely powerful uh, energetic beings because the seraphim are, are known to be the order of the angels closest to the throne of God. And it's divine love. Can it get, can it get any better? Okay, so I'm going to um, actually read the invocation that we channeled. Uh, and let's see if I can find it here. Oh, this is going to be exciting. Great. Thank you for doing this. Yeah, no, thank you for asking. I'm super excited about this one. Okay, so here's what I'd like for everyone to do is really open your heart and feel into your body and bring yourself all the way to your body. Do your best to let go of everything that uh, the day was today, any responsibilities, because part of the task of bringing angels into your life is being ready to receive them. And so here we go. Dear creator of all that is and holy order of the seraphim, you who are closest to the creator, you who are divine love manifested, I thank you for breathing the fire of divine love into, into every aspect of my life, into my mind and my heart. And I ask for your help today in opening up all of me to even deeper love so that I may dance with life and with the divine. 
I thank you today for this powerful gift. And so with an invocation, it's about activating this energy inside of you too. So you just breathe and allow the energy to awaken. So this was wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm uh, I'm curious because just saying that is all we need to do. So it's not a big long procedure, which is wonderful. So every day doing a little invocation like that, which takes all of a few minutes. George, we're getting a lot of feedback from you on your phone, so I'm just going to mute you. I don't, not that I don't want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> But we're getting a tremendous amount of feedback from you, so I'm just going to mute you. Okay. So it doesn't take a long time to do this, which is wonderful. So everybody can get up in the morning. They can do this just as easily as they brush their teeth, right? Right, yeah. And so that's just the first part of the invocation. And then the next step is that I actually walk people through um, the energy practice and the meditation part. So that just is the opener. And then we have the, the um, meditation part that is the closer. Um, and in the book, you have the option to download free, uh, free audios for each day from me. So if you'd love to meditate by being through guided visualization or guided meditation, that's an option as well. Yeah, that's a great one. I'm going to try that as soon as we end the show. Mm-hmm. Because that looks like a lot of fun, too. So you can just relax and and listen to your voice and be guided through the connection process, which is so important. So tell us more about the specific roles of these angels, because they they all have their own special talents, right? Uh, They do. And actually, you know, to be honest, there's a lot of debate on, there's a lot of debate on, which angels do what and and what their roles are and what they look like and what color they use. And so for me, uh, what I do is with every practice and every uh, book that I, whether I'm doing this book or I'm doing a program, is that I just invite the archangels to come to me and whoever it is, I let them give me the impression of what they want to work on. But, yeah, there's a general understanding of, of what they're for, but I love to leave it, leave it up to the readers and empower others to make their own self-discovery because my information or books that you're reading from 1,000 years old or 2,000 years old may not, you know, it may be different for you. And I've definitely seen certain archangels come around and help other people in ways that are not written about. So I like to leave it up to, to every to everyone to empower themselves because I didn't learn about archangels or angels from books either. I, I stumbled across it and they started connecting with them and started playing with them. So we're just going to play, play, play. So basically over the years, picking up is a, I'm sorry, PK, go ahead. I was going to say over the years, many times they, they, there's the mention of when we see feathers, or if we find pennies, or all these things are to get our attention, to pay attention to the angels that are around us. That if we're looking for an answer or we're fearful, many times a feather will just appear out of nowhere. There's no birds around or anything else. You could be in the house and have no reason for it to be there. But <laughs> do you find that there are things that are placed in our way to get our attention, to gravitate towards looking at what the angels have to offer us? 
Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. And I, I will say that that is true because uh, because of the online communities that I run, I have a Facebook group called the Seven Day Miracle Challenge, and this is when I started reaching reaching international communities, and I was just so taken aback with all the feathers coming around to people, and some of the feather stories are are fairly insane, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I actually taught a workshop, an angel workshop, and I was talking about feathers, and one of the women went home. And she was cooking. She opened up this old cookbook, and out of the cookbook, a white feather, like a five-inch white feather, dropped down onto the floor. And she just couldn't even believe what what had just happened to her. So, yeah, they are really masterful at bringing feathers around people and coins. And there's a little debate on, okay, who's bringing the feathers? Is it ancestors or is it angels? And my quick answer to that, it's essentially whoever, whoever you, you know, whichever being is most pressing. If you've been talking to angels, more than likely it's angels. That makes good sense. So when you are working with people in your Facebook group, it sounds like you're getting a lot of wonderful stories from people of great success of how angels have helped them. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that's what keeps me going. I, all of this, let's, let's all remind myself that I was a psychotherapist. So for me to to do anything and release anything angel-wise, besides just my one-on-one practice, it takes a whole lot of weird courage and, and faith to, to then bring this work out, you know, to the next level, you know? And so, yeah, I was just, you know, hoping and praying. Uh, and, and I was just shocked at right away when I released my very first free online program, it was called the seven day miracle challenge. And, Oh my gosh, the feedback that started pouring in was incredible. Like the, the healings that would happen for people and all of this stuff. So that I think my biggest reason that I host these online communities is because it keeps my faith brewing. And it's so wonderful to see um, all of this angel activity happening in, in, in New Zealand and, and South Africa and Africa and everywhere, you know, it's, it's really cool. Well, and one of the things that I'm intrigued with is instead of you basically doing an invocation for one specific angel who you think does healing or reveals mysteries or whatever, that you kind of leave it open, right, is what you're saying? You're like, bring me the best angel that does this or whomever wants well, to help me do that? Yeah, yeah. So so this book was written by the angels, essentially. And so the, the program was written by the angels. So I would sit and say, which archangel has a gift for these people today? And sometimes it would be one archangel. Sometimes it would be one or two. And, or sometimes, like, it would be the, the seraphim or the cherubim. Or it, I hadn't officially, even back then, I hadn't officially worked with these orders of beings. They just came through, and then I did my best to translate what they were sharing with me. But, yeah, a lot of them actually do align with with uh, the things that pe- they're traditionally known for, but some of them don't. And the way that they're kind of blended together, um, you know, they kind of alchemize really well together and synergize their energies to create certain certain effects. That's so interesting. So tell us more about what you've learned about specific angels. Like, tell us about Raziel. Oh, Raziel. Yeah, you know, for a long time, Archangel Michael was my, like, big cheese. And, <laughs> and he, yeah, and he really helped me start 
giving me the courage, I think, to bring angel work into my one-on-one practice and really helped uh, essentially detox me from the, the pollutants of pain and trauma and who, who knows what else I was carrying at the time. So, you know, Archangel Michael is always great at clearing out the low end and fear-based energy. So, uh, so he was my first big cheese. And then my next big cheese was Raziel. And he really started showing up when I was to start teaching in a broader, broader way and start not just moving, not just doing a little workshop here and there, but start going international. And so I feel that he helped me expedite my ability to drop down esoteric wisdom quickly, because if you're doing a webinar or I'm doing a healing and, and, you know, I don't have 45 minutes for, with one person, I have to knock, knock it out of the ballpark and make something happen quickly and get the wisdom quickly. And so he really started helping me work, work with some of the, those kinds of mysteries and, and working at quantum speed and, uh, and and give gave me that kind of strength, if you will, um, and um, and what so about that, physical you know, healing? Trying... I mean, it's there's so many people that are dealing with physical issues, whether it's that we're all getting old together, or <laughs> there's yeah. other things going on. Are there any specific archangels that you call on, or that you ask to step forward yes. for healing yes. the physical body? Yes, and uh, I think what traditionally people say is Archangel Raphael heals the body, but that's not always the case from my perspective, because when I've seen a lot of the healing come, it doesn't always come just from Archangel Raphael. Archangel Raphael is masterful at healing the body, don't get me wrong, but if the source of that manifestation is psychological, or if it's emotional, or if it's based in this relationship, or if it's based on ancestral issues, then it would be a different potent potency or a different energetic that we would need to kind of weave in. So I believe in angel alchemy, and actually uh, my six-month training is called the Angel Alchemy Academy. So part of your part of our work is is not just discovering, not just trying to heal the physical manifestation. That's the final place that you're going to see um, the, the results. You're going to see the tumor happen, but sometimes working with other angels will actually get to the source, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, it yes, it does, because, yeah, we all know that the source of, of illness is oftentimes somewhere other than the physical body, and the physical body gets right loaded with it. Exactly. By the time it hits the physical body, Archangel Raphael is super powerful, but I also like to go deeper with it and go, okay, what is the source of this? Is this anger and rage? And then so uh, the two that I will always call on for physical healing, no matter what, is Archangel Michael and Archangel Raphael, because Archangel Michael is going to clean up any debris that's there. Archangel uh, Raphael is going to help with the, the physical healing, and he even helps with the, the the healing of the energy body as well. But then sometimes there's archangels that will come forward, or other angels that are come forward, and and address this other need that needs to be cleared, whether it's again ancestral, or uh, or just some some belief system that needs to be healed. Because if you don't heal the belief system, then this physical manifestation may just come back. Yes. And- yes. Exactly. Now. Give us some examples of some healings that you've seen take place. Oh goodness gracious! Uh, I'll just give you like the latest, the latest, uh, the latest one on the scene here. Um, okay. You know, I already mentioned that I teach a six-month training, 
uh, in intuitive healing, spiritual healing. And uh, so I just uh, got word back about a month ago, but uh, one of my students uh, was, was um, diagnosed with uh, ovarian cancer. She's Uh-oh. up in Canada. Yeah, it's pretty intense, and it's always, like, really tricky when we hear that news by anyone. And so she told me that she was diagnosed, and I, and she told me maybe a couple months after she was diagnosed, and uh, she, she told me that her guidance was to, because she had gone through the training, she's already talking to spirit, she, she dialed into her intuition and to her, her spiritual self, and they told her, even though the doctors told her to, to uh, operate, and the doctors told her to do chemo because it's a very, uh, very, what do they call it? Um, very potent form of cancer and it grows fast. So, so it's aggressive. Uh, even, aggressive. Thank you. So yeah, they said it's aggressive. And she said, I know. Yeah, but she opted to not do any of those treatments. Uh, she was guided that she was going to heal this for, for herself through spirit. And so we worked, we worked together and she was in my mentorship at the time and what is really funny about this is that as I'm having sessions with her and we're talking and she's working, she's working her own magic. I mean, she's doing self-healing on herself and eating the right foods. Uh, she's doing exactly what she was guided to do. But as we're talking, because we're doing video talking, she's like smoking cigarettes the whole time. Okay. And what? I was like, look, I know, I know. And I'm like, okay, look, you are you're smoking and you have cancer and you're not doing any treatment. And don't you think? And she's like, look, smoking's part of my bliss. <laughs> I couldn't even, I couldn't even deal with it. I was like, okay, to each their own sister, to each their own. But, um, but I was, you know, supporting her along the way, of course. And so just about a month ago, she messages me. She said that she got the test from the doctor, the final test from the doctor, and she is 100% cancer-free with zero surgery, zero chemotherapy, and the doctors, she said, were extremely baffled on how that happened. <laughs> Amazing, Gosh. isn't it? That is and she's smoking great, the whole time. Great. I couldn't believe it. It's a, amazing. <laughs> My goodness. I I just, I, so anyways, yeah, those, those things, you know, because of the work that I do and, and because I have so so much access to so many beautiful people all over the world, I get to hear these miracles. And, you know, that first miracle that I told you guys about where that bird divided into three, that was literally just the beginning of many, many miracles. And some of them are hilarious and some of them are hallelujahs and some of them are really sweet and cute and small. And some of them are just like, what just happened to, to all of us? Now, it seems like from what you're sharing that the angels do have the power to bypass a lot of our resistance to healing or having a better life or a better job or finding our soulmate. Because clearly it's our own resistance that prevents that from manifesting. So the angels are able to just go right through that, cut right through that. Well, I want to I want to say it's not the angels that are doing it; it's our intention and our our will. And then, because people don't heal, sometimes people just don't. Sometimes it's not their time to heal. But it's our intention and our willingness to invite and accept these energies in. And it, I just want to be clear: sometimes it's not good enough to just be like, "I believe in angels." Help me, angels. Not if you're carrying a big load of 
of crap with you because the, the good juju can't even pierce through sometimes through the stuff that we're carrying and the burdens. So I wasn't able to really experience full light until I had energy healing session, which is why I do energy healing inside of even the book. <laughs> it's like, well, just in case you're feeling a little stuck, let's help move things around for you. But yeah, angels, if you, if you, that's your intention, then angels can have like carte blanche. Like they can, they can help us with anything. And I've seen incredible, incredible things happen when everything's aligned, when the human is ready and, 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 and it doesn't have to be this ultimate, like they don't have to come from this incredible place of faith. They just have to be open to it because they want to heal and they want to feel better. So it's sometimes it's as simple as that. And the angels can step in and, and do their, their work. And I love how you talk about the angels, that they really, again, they really want to help us. They, it's not something that we're so much lesser than them, and we have to beg for them to help us, that they want to help us. That's a big difference. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely not how um, my impression you know, growing up about about spirit or, you know, angels or, or really anything, I I found through the years, and I'm sure, you know, you guys as, as intuitives and, you know, would agree that they're really there to collaborate with us. And uh, that was shocking. And this is why I really promote learning, learning how to develop your intuition and, and deepening your connection with spirit, because it's sometimes it's really not what we read in the books or what we were, we were taught. Exactly. Now, Very have true. you, yeah, you look at the word angel, it, in numbers, it's a two and a one, which is male and female. And it totals a three, which is about communication, creativity. Wow. For one name. Wow. Nailed it. <laughs> that, that's amazing. PK is on oh, a roll tonight. It. I love it. Oh my God. I know, PK. I, PK, I want to just keep you in my pocket. Just kind of walk around with you. Just tell me about. Call me anytime. Me all the, all the truth, all the truth happening all at once. It's so great. Now, Corinne, do you see them? Do you hear them? Oh, what what an excellent question. So I feel them. That was my first spiritual gift that opened up. Was this, I think I mentioned earlier I felt a presence with me. And so I'm clairsentient primarily. That was my first gift that to awaken. Um, and, and I, if I'm in session, it, I mostly feel, and I'm claircognizant, so I'll just know things, but when it is really important, then, uh, they will, they will show themselves to me. So, um, not, it doesn't come, I don't see a bunch of wings. I mean, every once in a while I've had the grace to see something that's kind of like a wing, but they come to me in like light and just a bunch of beautiful, big energy, uh, but and we all see these. We can all see the same apparition totally differently based on our filter. Right, right. So, do you see uh, colors with the light? Because I know uh, Raziel, yeah. you've described in the book, and I've heard he's described with a rainbow of colors. Or how do you see him? Yeah. Okay. So Raziel is really interesting because I just feel a kinetic energy on top of my head. 
So, um, so like when I train people on how to discern which archangels, which they have to discover like how they uniquely come to you. And so for me, it's like energetic twitch on top of my head. Although sometimes I have seen the rainbows. I saw him appear like a giant in the sky and uh, he was, it was, that was incredible, but it was like this arc of a rainbow. It wasn't quite a rainbow, but I could see his, his rainbow light. And uh, my impression that day was that he was helping bridge, bridge, um, bridge worlds, helping to, to bring worlds together. There must've been almost like a rainbow bridge when I'm thinking about it, like bringing travelers, helping travelers get from one realm to the next. Okay. And so, well, I know PK, I'm going to ask on your behalf here. PK has had some health problems lately and uh, mainly back recently, right? Yeah. Is, Unfortunately. Now, how would it, you it, handle that? Let's I, say that PK comes to you with back problems and says, you know, she can't, she's having a hard time getting through this and getting over this. What would you do for her as a client? Yeah, well, if I was doing a session, I don't do many many one-on-ones, but these days, um, but here's the first thing I do is I just sit with them and I hear hear what the story is. You know, it's the therapist in me. Um, and then I take them into a pro- uh, process of, of going inwards and taking a little, you know, journey, checking out. A lot of times I'll just ask the body, you know, like, what what the heck's going on? <laughs> and sometimes the body has its own story. But again, um, I found that there's no one formula for any for everyone. So I would have to kind of sit with her, feel into the energy of what's going on, get the energetics of just the past, like of this life, and then I I like to kind of do assessments of this physical life, and then I look at um, maybe some past life stuff, some spiritual stuff, some emotional stuff, um, and talk to the body because the body generally is one of the greatest resources. And then once we kind of have gathered some data, um, then I see who comes up, you know, based on, based on all of this data, who's, who's here in the room. And then we just work on clearing some stuff and, and uh, doing the work. But can you do this with people long distance? Yeah. Oh yes. Yes. I mean, my, my training Institute is I'm teaching people how to do it across oceans, you know, cause we have a international community. So yes, what's so amazing. And I, I didn't know that this was true when I first um, left my one-on-one uh, on the ground practice and started moving more towards teaching internationally. Um, I didn't know if it would totally translate into, uh, into long distance, but absolutely, you know, angels are energetic beings, energies everywhere. They, they're light speed, uh, beyond light speed. So, uh, so yeah, it, it, it does work. It does work. But I, I also feel that every individual has a unique practitioner that's going to work for them and no one person is perfect for everyone. Okay. So you, you call in different angels or whomever is the best suited to help your clients and you said you don't work one-on-one much anymore so what if no, somebody I mean, did I do I do sometimes but go, but go ahead I was just going to say what if somebody wanted that experience with you is there a way that they can contact you and set that up yeah you know for you guys look on my website there is a contact um, so people can email me, and we'll see if we can, you know, open up open up sometimes for for people. I've actually been kind of hankering to get back into the one on one because sometimes the work that I do is so like 
you know, I'm usually talking to groups or working with groups, but I've been missing the intimacy of, of one-on-one work and the, the really special quality of building that relationship. Yeah, so, okay, so then people can contact you there and see if that is a possibility. Great. Now, what I know PK asked you the great question about feathers, and as we're talking right now, I'm picking up some floral scent that is just beautiful. What about flowers and angels? Oh, my gosh. Are you really, like, right now? Right now. Oh my gosh! Okay, so I, but first, before before we talk about that, okay, I always forget the name of this one, but I call it Claire Smelliant. Are you a Claire Smelliant? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> That's, That's a new cute. one. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so cool. Yeah, you know, sometimes it's angels. Uh, usually it's the timing of things. So if we're talking angels, it's probably an angel. It, you, you just happen to be Claire Smelliant, so you're picking up <laughs> how, 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 that, how that particular angel is coming through to you. But, you know, if, if I were sitting with you, maybe I would feel like a brush against my cheek or something like that, you know. Right. And, I mean, are there certain scents that come with certain angels? Because I know a lot of people talk about Mary and roses. Uh, yeah, and, I've heard that one. Yes. And what about one. angels and, and other other types of floral scents or yeah, oils well, because or something I'm not, like that? Here, here's, the, here's the truth. My sinuses are terrible, so I am not oh. clairsmellian <laughs> whatsoever. So I have... I cannot I cannot validate or deny any of that. Okay. That's so funny. <laughs> you know, it's a constant sinus issue, but I have I have envy of all Claire Smellians. Um <laughs> sometimes sometimes if I'm doing if I'm teaching one of my classes and we're you know, it's an online thing and someone's like, Oh, it could be in Australia or wherever, France. And I'll start lighting something up or uh, working with sacred tobacco, which is one of the practices that I use. I also uh, work with shamanism and things like that. But, I mean, it's amazing that people can smell even the spirit of plants from across oceans. So I'm I'm always envious of people who can do that. (laughs) That's funny. Gosh. (laughs) Now, so you you do work with tobacco. Any other uh, types of, of herbs that you use? as offerings or to open doorways. What do you use for that? Okay, well, you know, I know the sage is all the rage, but I'm really interested in anything coming from the Amazon region. And so my, I love working with tobacco. I don't, I, uh, Amazonian tobacco, which is, um, I forget what it's called, Amaz- Amazonica ruscus, Nicotina rustica. And it's uh, extremely um, powerful. And believe it or not, I know this is contrary to what we believe in the West, uh, but the power of tobacco, the spirit of tobacco can be a great ally in in detoxing your energy body and putting protection around you. So I I, I, I work with tobacco a lot, especially because I work with so many people, um, just energetically, like kind of plugging into me and I'm kind of feeling on people energetically a lot. So I work with tobacco um, just as extra support, you know, the plants are amazing. Uh, so I'm not recommending like everyone going out to go smoke a pack of cigarettes. Okay. Even though that did work for one of my students, it may not work for <laughs> everyone else. Yeah, really. So, 
Well, and there's so much. There's a lot of additives in in the cigarettes that people smoke. So when you talk about in those ones, yeah, yeah, when you yeah. talk about a different kind of tobacco from South America, I mean that's a whole different exactly. breed of cat, right? It's it's, it's beautiful. It's a clean and product also, that like we get. What was that? I said it's a clean product. It isn't where all the it additives is. It is. do with and beer. it's also it's it's also, I feel, part of doing it ceremonially with a t- intention is different than using it as a vice. But something else I need to say, because if you don't know about this scent, you need to get it now, ladies and George. Copal. Have you guys burned Copal before? C-O-P-A-L? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. That, I love that smell. I love it so much. And I get the, the I get it, I order it from the Amazon, from one of the tribes out there. But it's the one that I use is dark. It's like a dark resin. I don't know. There's different kinds. There's like white copal, but the one that I get is not white. And it's just so freaking delightful. Everyone should know about it. And what does this do for you when you're doing a ceremony or speaking with the angels? What what does it accomplish? Oh, okay. So I burn incense uh, every morning when I'm opening up my prayers and and calling in calling in my allies, talking to the angels. But for me, when I burn these resins, it's just like sage. It, it, you know, these, these things are here for us to help um, detox and neutralize some of the dark energy that we pick up. And so I feel a huge difference. Sometimes I will get out. I have a big fire urn, and I'll just put – I'll get the big fire urn out, and I'll burn Palo Santo, which is another one of my favorites that comes from the mm-hmm. Amazon, and uh, right. Copal, and it'll just be this – and I'll have my kids go out. We'll just waft everyone down with the good smoke. And uh, it's just so fun. Interesting. So is it, you said that you get it directly from the Amazon. So this is a place online that we can go find and order from? Yeah, I don't know the website offhand. But, you yes, you could probably – you wouldn't have to order it from the Amazon if you want to get Copal or Palo Santo. You could probably get those goes on Amazon.com as opposed to – the Amazon. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, 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 when I was talking about Amazon earlier, I was actually talking about the Amazon. <laughs> right, that's what I thought. <laughs> okay, just make it sure. Wow. <laughs> so I'm just making those connections there, but, but you could probably get Copal from, from Amazon.com. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a heck of a trip oh. on the <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, goodness. Now, when you work with people, do you also instruct people to uh, pay attention to their dreams in case angels speak to them that way? Yes. They can talk to us in all kinds of ways, through the television, through the news feed on our social media, through our dreams, um, through all kinds of signs and billboards. And, you, you know, again, once you open up yourself to the angelic field, you'll start noticing things will start jumping out at you in a different way that maybe the day before, or the week before, would have been benign to you, but your senses start wakening up. Your intuition begins to wake up because they really help activate us in that way. And then soon enough, we're start, starting to feel the truth and hear the truth and smell the truth for, <laughs> for some of us. For the lucky ones. <laughs> for, the, for the few lucky, the handful of lucky ones out there. <laughs> That's great. Oh, when I wow. Now, um, what is your website, Corinne? 
It's CorinneGrillo.com, C-O-R-I-N-G-R-I-L-L-O.com. Okay, and people are text, <clears throat> excuse me, texting me about your Facebook page. Uh, what is the name of your Facebook page? Oh, it's Corinne Grillo. And so Same you'd thing? be able to see your Facebook page. Yep, Corinne and Grillo, yes. And what also, if they want if to join did... the seven-day miracle or, with you there? Seven-Day Miracle Challenge board. Just look for the Seven-Day Miracle Challenge with Corinne Grillo, and then that's the Facebook group. However, if you want to go to my website, you'll see something that says the Seven-Day Miracle Challenge. If you opt into that, you'll actually get uh, seven days, um, a seven-day practice with the angels with that one, and then you'll also get the link to the Facebook group for that one too. So you can do it either way. Oh, perfect. Okay. Excellent. Well, I have one more announcement to make to our entire audience, and that is this. It looks like we are finally going to be making a move from Blog Talk Radio to Spreaker. So please keep a watch on our Facebook page, Twitter feed, website, etc., so you can follow us to our new broadcasting venue. And we've been asked to move a long time ago, <laughs> but... Being the stubborn women that we are, we stayed put as long as we could, but now it's time to move over to Spreaker. We hope to have a better sound quality and also a lot of other pleasant changes as we make that move to Spreaker. We already have an account on Spreaker. You can find all our shows there, but we will be broadcasting from Spreaker. And next week is Thanksgiving, so we are just going to do a repeat show that you can listen to, a podcast for you. And then we'll be back live, not next week, but the week after, with more exciting shows for all of you. But we wanted to wish you all a very happy and safe Thanksgiving. Enjoy whomever you're going to be spending it with. Be safe. Keep in mind what... PK shared that there is still that shadow period of Mercury retrograde, so walk gently and softly until that's over. And anything else? Drive. That's very important at this point. Say that again, PK. About don't drink and drive because we're under that five, which so accident prone that people are going through until this month is over. We've got that backing us up so it's going to be too easy to have fun and to socialize and forget when we hit the road okay we don't want to forget that so be safe and corinne i know you just dropped the call but we wanted to thank you so much for being with us tonight great show everybody the name of the book is the angel experiment a 21 day magical adventure to heal your life by corinne grillo terrific Mm -hmm. guest tonight so Two weeks from now, we're going to see you again. Until then, we'll see you on the Blue Highway. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody, and good night. Happy Thanksgiving. Good night. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another radio adventure with Supernatural Girl.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.